Okay, so this one, once again, is a special podcast, and it's dedicated to a special someone, and um, the last one was my son, and this one is the same. Now, incidentally, all these stories will be dedicated to him, and uh, I'm not making it light or making it like clickbait or something like this. Um, I just wanted to, you know, show him that once again, his pops, before he was even born, was thinking about him, but then too, of the importance of my own creative process and my imagination, so that when he gets of age, uh, he will know how to go about and understand these stories that I've been blabbering about <laughs> before he was even born. And he'll give another a sense of significance to them. And so my story is hearing colors to kill sounds. And I've been saying this from the beginning. And people think about it, but it, it's, it goes into a deeper sense of sense. And if you could invert them, so meaning they would do something that your senses wouldn't usually do. And this is my childlike self talking to you because this is the childlike self that survived. And that's essentially what I know myself would love to hear as a story. Um, when I was younger, I always loved hearing stories. I always loved uh, what someone had to say. I really wasn't concerned about their lives. But if it was a story, it was awesome. And it made me... Uh, imagine something that I could not it was like watching TV in real life and so my stories are like that um, the way that I think of me telling you this story is the way that I thought um, the ancients and the way all stories were told was just some old person babbling off of the mouth about something I don't know fantastic or mythical and you know these stories that have been around for years are great and people have been telling them over and over again but afterwards and I know you'll have this same zeal and you'll have this same hunger is after the story is over and after they finish well what happens next and and what happens next and I talk about this all the time on my podcast but uh, I know that there's a level a different level of significance to uh, you as a personality and I know this before you even get here um, how you will look at stories and how um, they will impact your life. So I just wanted to give you one of my favorite stories from the series. And um, it's called The Little Litigator and the Green King. Now, one could say it's obviously, you know, influenced by uh, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings or something like this. And uh, I would gingerly say yes. However, um, my stories are a bit adult, <laughs> but still meant for you. And um, it was basically my childlike self injected in a story. And I didn't even say the boy was of color. I just said it was a little boy. And uh, he was found uh, amongst these bodies. Now, in the beginning of the story, everyone forgets their memories. And so it's this mass confusion that goes on. And no one truly knows anything. And so they just go around and I'll explain to you what raping and pillaging is, but it's basically um, a sense of mass chaos. But this little boy wakes up 
amongst uh, these bodies and, and he's okay. And these women, you know, who are traveling in this forest, and if anything you can think of in this forest, um, think of that. Think of the leaves being purple or the sky being uh, magenta and, you know, three different types of suns in the sky along with like four different moons. Um, this is a different world um, than anything you've seen before ever in life, probably in your dreams um, would pale in comparison to what um, celestial is. And I live in that place. Um, I visit it very often. And when I come here, uh, and I know this sounds weird, it's it's a sense of, um, of appreciation for the time spent. And um, going into this place of imagination, I can bring it um, more, uh, I guess you could say, fast or more vividly um, by describing it this way. But this is just at a point of describing how the creative process happens. And even if I'm watching something, even if I'm spending time um, with your mother, uh, it's always this sense of, once again, appreciation for... Um, me being here and then being able to go back in my imagination so um, think of that as a gift and where this story came from and so basically these women um, in the story of the little litigator um, they discover this boy and they're flabbergasted they're flipped out and they're just like you know grabbing him and drying him off of all these things in the dirt and you know trying to heal him from this traumatic event or whatever it was that he survived but he was okay and he's a little kid he's probably like 10 years old or something like this and he's pretty much unfazed by it and the gore and everything else that he awoke in it was pretty much another day and they don't know how long he was there and so they continue into the woods and they travel and it's just you know a half dozen women and an older woman who is leading them and they're traveling away and just you know sticking close to the woods because it's easier um, as cover and it's easier to hide in and camouflage and they're just trying to find uh, another way and you know exchanging language and the boy you know they, they travel for a little while and it's beautiful there it's streams flowers um, different suns and different you know sunsets but the boy wanders off and so the the women they're like flipped out like they're like oh my god we we found this kid in a pile of bodies and now we just lost him one of the most horrible horrible caretakers ever and um you know they spend some time with each other and i write about this in the book and the woman tells them that uh they need not worry um that the boy knew where he was going and that he is okay and that you know he is teaching them you know the sense of not uh, what would you call attachment but the sense of uh, inner compass that uh, should be respected and they're like yo this lady she's crazy she's old you know a few of her circuits are not firing right now we just lost a kid like they're trying to still find the kid and, and she smiles and, and so then I, I talk about the kid and so he travels in the woods right and so he's like amazed 
at all of these features and things that he did not know that was like right you know next to him he was just staying there for cover and safety and so i don't talk about how long he was there but he goes on and he hears these like weird noises and he discovers that he's like looking at this creek and then looking at the forest and then he starts seeing these creatures and like this energy moving towards a different place and so he follows it and so it's like a clearing and a clearing is like um a whole bunch of trees and a circle and then like in like in the middle is just a flat earth for um smaller trees and and so then he sees these creatures moving around and they look like little sticks but they're different and they're like smaller versions of the trees and they have sprouts growing out of them on their heads and their noses and they have little eyes that glow and they're talking with one another they're floating they're going here and there they're having a good time and so he's once again thinking that this is normal but still amazing uh, wanders into them and they immediately stop because they're just like wait what and it's over like 30 of them just floating around in the trees and you know different sizes and the first one comes up to him and says first how can you see us and he says well I can only you know give or say what it is that I see and and I see you and so then they're all just like tripped out you know this is first and foremost um where this is in the forest and I don't describe it in the story in the history of it but they're not used to seeing people let alone a smaller version of them and what this smaller version said is quite wise um even if it is you know a kid saying it and so they all just stop in silence and then they stop in silence once again because someone else arrives and this is a green king and you know in the forest there are different type of creatures that exist and celestial is a grand grand place that many many mythical creatures exist that i never talk about and this is big giant creature he's got like nine feet antlers red eyes you know moss growing out of his head and like antlers and and hooves for feet and things and he just walks up just like floats and everybody else is silent because obviously it's the green king and they know it's very serious and so then the green king asks the kid once again this is a kid they're like hey what are you doing here and he's basically like you know amazed but then too confused because the women who he just met um and these were one of the first things or beings that he met they pretty much accepted him as a kid and he was wondering why they were so mystified at him and so he says once again he's like oh well i can only say or my truth or speak on my truth and what it is that i see and i see this before me and that is you and that is the only truth that i know and so then you know everybody is aghast you know everybody's silent because it's very serious and usually and and no shots to you you know i know you you are very smart before you get here that's already respected but usually people in their response to children would expect them to be a fear or expect them to lie about something 
or whatever just spout out nonsense not to actually spout out something of significance and this green king understands this even the rarity of them meeting one another and he doesn't even comment on that and he just says that this kid is very wise and something that he did not expect which is a surprise very rare and um he would like to invite him to come to this council that he was on the way to and he just so happenstance uh, ran into him and he says that uh, he will be the lone representative to uh, his people and all of what was going on in the surface and so then the kid is like okay sure he's like uh, that that's fine and not knowing of the impactfulness of what he's saying in the words and all the people in the forest or all the creatures um, in the trees know how important that is. And so they all just like whisper amongst themselves and they disappear into the brush and in the forest and the canopies. And then this, this giant door opens up in the tree and with these like mystical language or whatever you want to call it. And then the tree opens up and then there's a crazy type of trail and it goes on into the earth and the roots of the trees continue to move and they light up and it's not just you know a regular tree and they go into it and it undulates and moves around them and they go into the earth and then there's another doorway now once again this kid is like i don't know i'll tell you later what balls of steel are but the kid is not flipped out about this in any way, shape, or form. He's just curious and, you know, mystified. And once again, thinking of this just as a regular day, a crazy day at that. And so he goes into this council and the door opens up inside of the earth. Fast forward where it's another sun or rather another sky inside of the tree and so it goes it's basically another earth within the earth and these beings are already sitting there in this council and they're already sitting on tree stumps and these are like kings and queens from different places and different realms and different realities to discuss what has happened on the surface and this is going to trip you out but Later on, I'll tell you what they look like and all the cool stuff. But they're basically, it's a one of those things where you bring people to your job. And you usually bring your kid or something like this to bring your kid day. It's not one of those things to bring it to a very important council. And to bring a kid there as well. And to talk about the kids, you know, grown up adult selves and many of them. And for him to be, you know, a representative of them is um, a very non-normal thing. <laughs> so basically there's this giant there and he sits on this stump and he's very old, war-torn. He has like this scar on his eye and uh, he has like these wolves and uh, bear uh, wolves all over him and over his feet. Um, there are other elven people there. Um, there's like three different clans. And then there was this uh, mermaid that sat at the head of this council. I call her like this mermaid goddess just because she had like purple hair 
shimmering scales and uh, feet and things. Um, there are sand angels there. Sand angels are really, really, really cool. I don't know if anybody has seen a sand angel before, but it's very like not what sand is. It, uh, it was a pun on words, but they're from a different planet um, and different, I guess, dimension itself. So add that on to their whole mystical um, existence. But how impactful what was going on on the surface was um, to them in their realm. And so they're all sitting there, you know, looking dumbfounded at this, you know, king bringing a kid there as a representative of the people that they're here to talk about. <laughs> That's just the beginning of the story. And it continues. And by the time you're born, I will have many, 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 many more stories for you. So um, I'll discontinue this series um, just because I wanted it to be special um, to have, you know, a recording of me speaking with you. And uh, I thought that would be pretty cool. And I'll just continue my regular series after this. So thank you guys. And um, peace, peace. Love you.